Hello, everybody, and welcome to the American Seasons Podcast. My name is Gray. I'm here with Josh. Josh, hello. Hey, how's it going, man? I wasn't meeting myself. That was you. Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. Um, for this, for our listeners, this is going to be a somewhat abbreviated um, feature at here. Um, I'm hungry. He's got plans, but we wanted to get something, <laughs> something on record. We- we we have been a little negligent in in our duties, but we're nowhere near as bad as last year. So I am I am encouraged by that. But uh, for this month, it's a monthly podcast. Just think of it that way. Yeah. Um. So we we do have to go back a bit, and I figure we'll just there would the international break on the thirty first. City started with uh, win draw win win, left us with a nice cutoff that we can attack. City in their last three games have outscored the opposition um, 14-0. The problem is the one before that. Um, so we we're, we are just going to get that out of the way. And since the game is 10 days ago now, which doesn't seem, it seems like a lot longer than that, but yes. it's been 10 days since that game. And so instead of like sitting here going nitpick through each, like each goal and each result, uh, we should take a longer view on this because obviously that game sparked a giant crisis, which led to me essentially begging for Nicholas Otamendi to be put in a wooden box with holes in it and shipped back to Argentina on the next flight out of Manchester, um, which is a statement that I still stand by. And the longtime listeners of the podcast will know that these sentiments from me toward him are not new at all. But- no, no, they're not. They're, they're not new. He, uh, he has routinely been the, uh, what do you want to call the, the the source of much frustration? He is the only, basically the only, the the re, the reason behind what I think my only screaming fit on this podcast has ever been. Yeah, because I, I, just I lost my crap at him after that four 0 against Everton in the first, in Pep's first season. Oh hell yeah! I, did. I just lost glorious. my mind at him. That was glorious, by the way. That was probably one of my favorite podcasts. It sealed his fate in my mind, but at my. Despite him playing a key role in the first title-winning season, it just—it's never really gone away for me. And watching him, watching him stand there in about in in the box in front of goal, watching calmly while John Stones is over there begging him to do something, and then he immediately gets pilfered in third Norwich goal, which ended up being the winner, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, any 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 warm feelings I had left in him in me at that moment snapped in half. Um, just and, and after did. and after they were snapped in half, they were thrown on top of a giant heap of garbage and set on fire. And then just to just to you know, like a funeral pyre like of a, sorts, a funeral pyre. And then just to make sure that they were all gone, you know, we had a, a few B fifty twos or like bombers come coming and drop some aerial on them and just completely leave a crater where the fire was. So. Sounds rather thorough. Yeah, I it, that it was thorough. Um, I, a lot of people were trying to blame John Stones for that. It's like no, no. He played that pass a thousand times since Pep Guardiola took this club over. It's on the guy who's standing there like he just forgot how to move. Give mm-hmm. me a break. Stop trying to absolve him because he has balls or whatever you want to. Oh, he makes flying tackles. Yeah, you know what happens when he makes flying tackles? People run in behind Penalties. him and screw everything up because he's an idiot. Penalties. Yeah, Penalties you know, happen, too. This man just makes me angry. <laughs> you know what, though? 
I feel like I feel like that provides some zeal. Um, if everybody on this team made you happy, oh, I mean, it wouldn't be any fun. Like, it just wouldn't be any fun. Like, there needs to be some, like, a juxtaposition of, of, of warm and fuzzies and whatever the hell you want to call this. (laughs) Outright, outright hate cast. Um, all right, so let's, let me pose this question as, 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 it's kind of an affirmation because I think both of us were critical of City's summer business in terms of defending the fact that they didn't do anything and sat there and were like, ah, we can just keep Nicholas Otzimendi, who looked like he was halfway out the door at certain points. And who wanted to be out the door, mind you. He didn't want to be there. So it's not like they're just like, like he wanted to be there and they were trying to get rid of him. It seemed... To be honest, it seemed more like he was pressing the issue. Like, City, uh, I I would think, to my mind, would want to keep him after the performances he had. Now, I'm not sure where that's it. The impression I got was that once company left and it became clear clear that they weren't replacing him, he was like, okay, I am going to get game time so I can stay. But, you know, whatever. Um this again, this is slightly affirmation. But did, when you're watching that game, did you, you know, we've been saying City are one major defensive injury away from a real crisis there, and they got they that have, injury, they, and then they got another injury. Although that happened after this game, but were you just sitting there watching that game with just this pervading sense of, well, could have seen this coming, told you so. Who could have possibly guessed? I feel like I've had that feeling for the past couple summers. The you know last year though they wound up uh, procuring the title, um, I I had many mixed feelings about their lack of 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 a holding midfielder, and it honestly probably worked out for the best as Rodri seems to be literally a bang on fit, um, and and given what we've seen out of Jorginho and Fred. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe City dodged dodged another Alexi Sanchez bullet. Entirely uh, possible, and that's a thought I've had. I just my frustration stems from the fact that 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 City look. I don't know if there were FFP considerations taken into account here, or I can't imagine either. The more pertinent thing for me would be if they balked at someone's wages because they have been so strict about the wage structure and they don't want to sign a guy for 200000 and then half the team coming to him and like, well, if he's worth that, then what am I worth? Which is, for me, a completely logical and rational explanation for, for, for things if they haven't done certain things. But... By all accounts, you're telling me that they could have... And Harry Maguire hasn't been perfect at Manchester United. I want to be clear about that. And Harry Maguire is never a guy I've watched inside. That That's it. He's the solution to everything. Um, Would he have been a hell of a lot? But that's the thing. They seem to have a pa- wage packet agreed with him. He preferred to come to City, by all accounts. He, if he, the choice had come down to City and United, he would have rather gone to City. And they just wouldn't pay him. They wouldn't pay the fee. Nope. They wouldn't pay the fee. And I don't know why they do that. Because, look, I understand that City are very much about, you know, we're going to set a price on a player. And uh, if the price goes higher than that, we're not going to sign him. But that's not how the transfer market works. That's yeah. not how it's ever worked. 
the market is dictated by who is willing to pay up. It's not – there is not this – Especially in soccer. This like isn't, it, This isn't eBay. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't you're, – you're not going to get by because someone else forgot to bid, no, you know, at the last possible minute. You're, you're going to sit there and there are going to be moments where the transfer fees might become a little uncomfortable for you. Can, can, I, can I ask a question that ties into this? Yes. It's not really been talked about, and it's kind of an aside to all of this, but McGuire would check off a box in the homegrown quota, mm-hmm. too. And that's what you get when that's the English premium. But he was, um, I believe, 80 million pounds, which is mm-hmm. a lot of money, and more than Harry Maguire is worth to me. But, you know, you've balked at these fees before, and you know what happened? Virgil van Dijk went to Liverpool. <laughs> I'm not saying that Harry Maguire is going to be... And, and became FIFA, like, yeah, whatever, whatever. The god of defending. So I'm not going to sit here and say that Harry Maguire is probably worth $80 million in a vacuum. But the transfer market doesn't happen in a vacuum. That's nope. the key point here. There are other teams that are going to be desperate. Manchester United, at this point, can consider, be considered desperate to get better. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, to catch up to the teams that have moved ahead of them. They're basically floundering around in that sixth range. Basically. See, it, 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 that's been about par for the course for Manchester United. And United fans are finding out that it's not that easy. Like, they're finding you out. Buy like, success. No, and, and, and they're finding out that types of managers that Sir Alex Ferguson and Pep Guardiola are, they don't grow on trees and they don't come along whenever you need them to. You know, it's 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 not like Christmas that comes around once every year. These are managers or or people that when when they're there, they're there. When they're gone, that's it. Like, I mean, there are other good managers for sure, but Alex Ferguson falls into that legendary status, like a great manager. And, and you know, of course he had players that helped, but he was, and he also had Sir Alex time, but, <clears throat> but he was a damn good manager. And now they're stuck with, you know, Ole Gunnar. So I, I still don't understand why they kept him. I, I really don't. Because he sums up everything that United want to be about, but that doesn't work. Comes in, wins a few games, gets lucky. He's a legend. He gets the club. You know, Manchester United still haven't realized what every other club that is doing well right now realized a long time ago. Reputation doesn't do a damn thing for you when it comes to going into the transfer market and buying players. And if you do not have a plan, a cohesive, coherent plan operating from the very top of the club, you're screwed. Because you're going to get outdone by the Man Cities and Liverpools of the world that do. And every everyone that City and Liverpool buy has been scouted. They they have a they have a fit. They have, City or, United are just, oh, we need a defender. Where's the good defender? Get him. We, we, yes. we need a midfielder. We'll take him. How much? Where's, Whatever. Where's, where's the best forward on the market? Can we get him? How much do we have to pay for him? Does he fit? Doesn't matter. He's good. Bring him in. That's not how it works, and that is what City realized early in after the takeover when they just threw money at everyone who had signed with them, and it took them, um, what, three years to get into the Champions League? So, 
it, it doesn't work that way. But if you are city, you, I don't know if it's like this from this place of like, oh, everyone thinks that we're like cheating the market. We're, you know, that, that off-sided stat. Yes. But when you look at the, the most expensive world transfers, um, we're not on it. Well, good no. for you. You're not going to win a damn trophy for it. Congratulations. <laughs> what yeah. good will that do you in the long run? No one's gonna, no one is going to sit here and, and, does, and it, does it feel like City are afraid of becoming every club? I was literally just about to say, City seem to think that 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 stat people are going to look at it and like, oh, you're right. Actually, they're not ruining football. No, everyone's already made their mind up about you. Everyone yeah. thinks you're the devil incarnate. Embrace it. Well, do it. <laughs> you have the money. You know, it's who are you, whose feelings are you sitting here trying to massage? Who who is who are you trying to win the media over? It's like it's not going to work that way. The damage has been done in as much as you want to call it damage, whatever you want to call it. It's done. It's happened. The minds have been made up. You sitting there and saying, oh, we're only going, you know, our club record signing is Riyad Mahrez and we're not going to spend. It's not going to convince anyone that you're a malevolent force. Um, no. Or, excuse me, that you're. You're not a malevolent. Not a malevolent force. Um, it, 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 it's not. No, everyone has made up their mind already. You sitting out of Harry Maguire sweepstakes and losing out to Manchester United isn't going to make anyone think, ah, yes. City, much more restrained, much smarter. No, it's not. Everyone already like, thinks you're smarter because it pairs like itself. Somehow, Manchester City has, despite the fact that Liverpool have spent more than them, Manchester City still get that title. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, Liverpool fans still trot it out, despite the fact that their club is paying a world record fee for a keeper, a world record fee for a defender. Like, I mean, it's not like the other clubs are, are like, well, you know what, we're not going to spend our money. That's not how it's working. They are spending their money... And while they're spending their money, they're still accusing City of ruining football. It's like a great coverall. Hey, we just spent $80, but City of ruining football. We had to to keep up with City. What? Like, I don't know, man. The thing it is, I genuinely don't think most people care about this sort of thing. No. It's a whole lot of, like... You know, it's it's dumb sniping between tribalists that have already, you know, Liverpool fans are always going to say City's running foot. It's not, they're not going to respect you more because you, you're not spending a world record sum. It's, it's, that's not going to happen. Um, nope. You know, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't look for value in the transfer market, but clearly City here identified a player they wanted in Harry Maguire. They identified the price that they wanted for Harry Maguire. They settled contract terms with Harry. The fit was there. It wasn't like this was have been some desperation signing that they didn't really want, which is what has sort of shied them away from certain other moves in previous summers. This was who they wanted. By all accounts, it was who they wanted to sign. But they balked over eighty million. Oh. You know, I don't. I don't understand that. I. Do, I don't understand that. City can pay that, and City, you know, you want the player, you can pay the fee. Maybe it's above your valuation, but it's not they're paying $130 million for him. You know, they're, they're right. from a certain yeah. point where you bet, you know, yeah, okay, you know what, we can do better than that. 
Yeah, you're not spending Joao Felix yeah. money. And frankly, that might turn out to be a bargain when, when the time comes, but that's neither here nor there. But the market is going in a different direction than where cities seem to be prepared to play in it. And that's all well and good, but it's also not. Like, the only, the, the two major deals that they got done this summer, well, three, they got three major deals done. One had a release clause, one had a buyback clause, and one had a player swap involved. City, every time, they didn't pay for anyone, you know, the, when it came time to actually negotiate a fee, they were ah, actually, we're going to do this some kind of way, and not that way. It's, and it, it bothers me. It really does bother me, because right. it, there's, it feels like they, they're lacking, they've lost that ruthlessness in the market that they have had uh, in their best periods, where it's just like, you know what, we need to win next year, and we're going to elbow everybody out of the way to do it. Maybe they feel like they've won enough spending that kind of money, and now they're focused on, I don't know, maybe they're focused on perhaps finding the right fit such that it can bring home the Champions League. But they thought, they clearly thought that about Harry Maguire. Like, we had heard that name for months and months, dating way back before the summer window was open. We've heard that name for a year linked to yeah. Manchester City. And when it came time to put up or shut up, they chose to they shut, shut up. up. And I don't understand that. And that's not new policy from them. And, you know, because they, they did the same, you know, I know we mentioned that they might have dodged a bullet on it, but they more or less did the same thing on Jorginho. Mm-hmm. It came time. Chelsea were willing to pay extra money for him. Also, sorry, it was involved. Well, I think that's slightly a bit different. It is different. It's absolutely different. But they're, you know, and again, perhaps the biggest example, and frankly, this was down more to wages than transfer fee, but Alexis Sanchez. But City have their transfer market price set. And by the looks of it, they were perfectly willing to walk away from Riyad Mahrez last summer if they hadn't gotten the price they wanted on him, too. And what my feelings about Riyad Mahrez aside, that's another sign where, like, you're not willing – if you're not willing to pay market value for these players, you're not going to get them. And your market value clearly differs from actual market value in a lot of cases. Right. And that's the biggest problem I have. Yeah, it's an ongoing problem. There doesn't seem to be a solution to it in sight. This seems to be what uh, what Manchester City have settled on insofar as an approach to transfers. And – you know, much to the chagrin of fans, it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. Perhaps we're well no. off the mark here, so let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for all the problems they've had since that game, they have not shipped a goal since Norwich's third. Um, straight, easy 3-0 win at Shakhtar Donetsk to open the Champions League campaign. 8-0 at home against Watford. And the three oh, win gorgeous. against Preston in the opening their opening with game of the league. Bernardo landing his hat trick. Yeah, with him with shame and embarrassment, judging by his reaction, because he completely miskicked the first try and it fell right to him and he scored on the second try. Um He have an absolutely gorgeous touch on I think mm-hmm. that third goal just completely fooling the defender, taking that extra touch, bringing it down and fucking and, uh, you know, parking it. 
I, I, I tell you, the more I watch out of Bernardo, the more and more I fall in love with him. Forty-two million. There's some value in the market for you. Yep. <laughs> He's yeah. worth probably three times that now. Uh huh. Gotta be. He is absolutely going to be one of their most important players going forward following David Silva's departure. And and he's ready for it. He's ready to take on that role. I'm telling you, man, there were a lot of players that City were supposedly going to buy off of... uh, off of uh, 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 Monaco at the time, but none of them, none of them have the quality that Bernardo has. He is that just, Monaco. I will, I will say that Monaco team, Bappe and Bernardo aside, every, when, they, would be when they all move, they all just kind of like, okay, it was not, they're apparently not that great outside of that environment. Um, Except for Mbappe, who yeah, has Mbappe not- and Silva, like I said, were the two major exceptions. But you know, everybody else. Whatever, whatever happened to the team movie Bakayoko? My gosh, I have no idea I what happened Chelsea, to Chelsea, and I don't even know if he's still. I know they sent him out on loan. I don't even know. But <clears throat> anyway, um, having watched three games since the Norwich disaster, and we know that at the time of the Norwich game, it felt like the sky was falling and everything was terrible, and they were screwed. Um, and, that, and those feelings intensified when John Stones got hurt before the next game. But having watched the three games since then, do you feel any differently? Do you feel like, okay, maybe they can drag themselves through this? Or is it still, look, we haven't played anyone good, really. Um, yeah, this is haven't played anyone be, This is still going to be a huge problem when they come up against the Liverpools of the world. Yeah. I, 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 look, dude, I don't understand how they're going to beat Liverpool without some of their central defenders back. If they don't have some of their central defenders back, they're they're going to end up shipping goals to Liverpool, and they're going to find themselves, uh, well, they're going to find themselves out on the outside looking in, and and maybe City have decided that you know a three-peat in in the Premier League isn't something that necessarily appeals to them. I don't buy maybe that for a second. I don't buy that either. Like, but. Unlike the Bayern Munichs and, and, and you know, the, the, or the Bundesligas and, and, and the Serie A's and such of the world, uh, it really is hard to, to, to repeat or three-peat, you know? Like, uh, even, even in the Spanish league, it's really, really difficult uh, to do that. And, and I, I, I don't know what City have decided. I don't know what City have told themselves is the most important thing this year. But if I don't see some fire out of them in the Champions League games, I don't know. I don't know. I want to see that fire in the Champions League. I don't care if they win the league this year, if they win the Champions League, or even make the final. I do because I don't ever want to see Liverpool win. I know that I come at this from a less than rational perspective, but no, I, you don't. No, 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 no. We 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 share we share that. The, the day that Liverpool uh, win win the Premier League is probably the day I delete all traces of myself from the internet and go into hiding for a good six months Look, until it's I, over. It's gonna happen, man. It's gonna happen. No, and... it's not gonna happen. <laughs> Who's gonna beat them this year if not City? City will beat them this year. I have okay. to tell myself this, okay? That's fine. I believe, That's fine. I still think that, you know, they, they've, you know, at some point, Liverpool are 
going to lose a game. I would. I know that's not exactly. I know that maybe it is going out on a limb, but um, I, at some point, Liverpool are going to lose a game. We have seen what can happen to them, even in a one-off, getting that Napoli performance. Um, it, it can happen, and there are better. You know, there are teams on par with Napoli in the Premier. What happened? What happened with Napoli? Uh, Napoli beat them in the in their Champions League opener. Oh, did they? Yes. Um, I did not pay attention to that. Yeah, they did. Um, and 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 I, I think it's going to happen at some point. It's just a question of, like, City have to straighten things up. And if you look at their upcoming schedule, away at Everton, Everton are a mess right now. Home to Zagreb <laughs> should win. Home to Wolves. Wolves are tough, but they're home. Away to Crystal Palace. Uh, I don't think Palace are playing particularly well right now. Home to Atlanta in the Champions League. Home to Villa in the Champions League. Home to Southampton in the Champions League. Three home games. They can. They can. Wait, Southampton made the Champions League. Uh, oh, good. I'm doing well here. Um, it's like, wait a minute here. What at, did I? Do? They have home to Atlanta in the Champions League, then home to Villa and home to Southampton, both Premier League. Um, there's going to be a League Cup tie in here somewhere that they haven't announced yet. And then they're away to at Atlanta in the Champions League, and then Liverpool. Um, all those games up to the Liverpool game are winnable for them. Right. Even the away ones. There's only three of them in there. Um, and they're all winnable. So, frankly, I know City have their defensive issues, but they shouldn't be dropping many points, if any points, before they play Liverpool. And then we'll see where things are at when at that point, both in terms of injuries, in terms of the table. Um, but frankly, if if City start to squander points in this upcoming stretch uh, in the month of October, then I think it's going to be time to start to worry because it gets harder and harder to claw these things back. And as, you know... I know that we're used to City coming from behind in these situations, um, but you can't, take you that can't for get granted. Used to it. Yeah, you, no, you, can't, you can't just assume that's going to happen every year. Um, and that's why I think right now, like if you take the team that City has and you put them on a pitch with Liverpool, I think Liverpool smoke them. I do. I honestly believe that. I, the words are like vinegar coming out of my mouth, but it it doesn't change the reality of City simply not having a defensive structure that can compete with that front three. And, and, and I sincerely hope that this is an issue city have solved, uh, with, with players coming back from injury, uh, and, and Eric Garcia stepping up. But I just, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like it's going to get worse before it gets better. This team has earned the benefit of the doubt, and I know I know that there are a lot of issues that they have not coped with in the last couple of years. Um, much of which stem from much of, you know, much of which is some, to to a certain degree their own making, but um, the, lack of, the lack of transfer business that we previously discussed. Is is. I would only put out there. Um, City, of course, went undefeated against Liverpool in two games last season. They did have Laporte both times. In the first game, it was Mendy, Laporte, Stones, and Walker. Um, in the second game, which was the win, it was Laporte, Company, Stones, and Danilo. But Laporte was playing left back in that game. It was, I remember, very much a makeshift because their fullbacks were completely crocked when, for, the, for the home game, but they won. Um, so... I guess what gives me hope is that City have won with these sort of makeshift um, defensive scenarios before, and I don't know how Fernandinho is going to work out at center back. The early returns are promising, but again, 
It's... How are you feeling about Cancelo in in? I like Cancelo. We barely seen him, but I like it. Yeah. Like what I've seen so far, I know what, he plays what today. What are you also thinking about how Mendy has has There's, been played? I, anything that you get from Benjamin Mendy is gravy at this point. I'm not relying on it. I kind of want to see more of Angelino, to be honest with you. Um, to just to see, because I still don't trust Zinchenko as a left back, especially against top teams. Um, I don't know that he's a good enough defender to actually stand up to that sort of inquisition from from a passing attack. I I still have my doubts about whether he's actually the long-term answer at that position, Um, which so I kind of want to see more of Angelino going forward. Um, And, but, but, you know, I just, I can't, I can't put any faith in Benjamin Mendy. He's, there's never really been a problem with him when he plays, when he's fit enough to play. It's just that's never happened. So... I don't know. We'll see if he can hold it together, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, that could be the answer, because I'm not I'm not naive enough to think that suddenly he's going to go, like, five, six months without anything happening to him. Yeah, I, um... I... I, I kind of have sunk into that same mindset you have when it comes to Mendy, Insofar as anything you get from him is a plus at this point, he is completely unreliable. Um, but my God, if he if, if if he can manage to get his shit together and and he can start piecing together performances, I legitimately think he gives City a uh, a a chance. If you look at Cancelo. And, and, and Mindy, um, you're definitely looking at two guys that, that are probably better at their position than anybody Liverpool's putting forward. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Um, All right. I, I, don't, I don't, you know... The thing is... We sit here and talking about um, how City are going to cope with Liverpool's attack, and I'm sure Liverpool, even though they do have the best defender in Virgil van Dijk between the two teams, who's healthy at least. Um, I think Laporte's better than Van Dijk when healthy. Said who's healthy. Ah, fair, 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 fair. Um, I apologize. Right now, the best fit center back between the two teams is on Liverpool. But that doesn't change the fact that they are going to be asking similar questions about, like, well, can, you know, how do we st- do? Are we going to be able to stop City? Because, you know, they, they're putting Matip alongside him, and Matip's not bad, but Matip's also, you know, not, not elite. Um, the fullbacks are good, but the fullbacks are so good because they're so often able to, to get so far up the field that they uh, basically have the opposing team pinned in. And City, we know, are not pinned in very easily. Very often. So, you know, they will have to play a more defensive game than they're probably used to against City, and they might be pinned back for periods of time and not able to get forward. And so, you know, I think I think in games like that, between the, the, the quality of the two teams, even with City's defensive frailties and the quality of the two coaches, it's always going to be... A, a, a struggle in many ways, um, both to play and to predict. Um, so, do you 
Speaking of defensive frailties, can we talk about Ederson for a minute before we shut the door on Norwich? If you would like to. Yeah, I mean, I think we're about close to wrapping up here. Yeah, um, I don't believe that Ederson is is showing his best foot right now. Um, I believe that in several of the goals that Shitty have... Shitty... <laughs> excuse me. City have shipped... I got my merds all whipped up and started balking backwards there. Um, Ederson has been at fault. There, there have been a. I mean, I'm not going to fault him uh, for one of the, uh, the, the, the. We we talked about on one of the goals that he's shipped this season that there was nothing you could do about that free kick. Right. That that was simply just not, not 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 a. Not a kick that you could really defend. Um, but there have been some instances where I feel as though Ederson's positioning, his decision-making, um, particularly the what I can't even remember who it was against, but, but the, 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 the goal where Ederson is looking, um, he's looking at the, the left back and they were trying to decide who was going to get it. And uh, the opposing forward comes down, takes it, and and right along the touch line, or 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 the the corner kick line, and and then they produce the goal out of it. Um, <laughs> and Ederson was sort of caught in no man's land with, do I come out and get this? Do I let the left back take it, or was it the center back? I don't quite remember. Are you but talking about the second one at Norwich? I believe so. I don't blame him for that at all. That was a complete defensive breakdown on a counterattack that, 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 you know, Kyle Walker. Who never, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if this was that that one. I'm yeah, not even well, sure. What Kyle her, Walker never knows what to do on a damn counterattack. No. That at this point. Pace merchants. Putting it on the record right now. Freaking pace yeah, merchants. I would, can't I wait until Cancelo like, takes his spot. Um, I'd like to see that sooner rather than later. But I know there was one bad one against Tottenham early in the season. Yes. Yes. It yes, was yes, very much down to him. It was son. It was son. That's exactly who it was. Okay. Yeah, that was his fault. Son, and but it was see, his fault. But I don't know that he's done anything. That was, you know, that was a month ago. Now they they they've clipped four clean sheets since then. I don't blame him for any of the Norwich goals. It was a corner, a counter attack, and again, Nicholas Otamendi des- deserving to play in League Two. So, you know, it's not something I worry about. It's it's just you know. We've said on this podcast many times that there are going to be instances where, because of the high-risk game that City play at the back with their goaltenders, uh, goalkeepers, it's it. some things are going to happen sometimes. Um, and there have been stretches where he's been a little frail, but right now, I, I just, when I'm watching this team, I'm not like, uh, I'm not sitting here like when the opponent has the ball moving toward the goal. My when I'm when I'm watching that, I'm like, oh god, don't let the center back screw this up. And it's not like, oh god, Ederson has no, you know, we're a long way away from the days of Claudio Bravo here. I think. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is maybe I'm being too blasé about it, but I just it's not it's it's pretty low on my list of concerns because I don't think the guy is the greatest shot stopper in the world. Um, but I do think that the guy is a good enough shot stopper and city face limited shots that it doesn't really manifest itself as a problem very often. No, he's a guy that you pick up, um, for, for his ability to create, uh, definitely for his ability to send a ball, uh, from one end of the pitch to the other. 
um, in in the swing of a foot, uh, and and his ability to participate in the build up play, like that's that's really why you buy him. I don't necessarily think that when it comes to shot stopping that he's necessarily maybe any worse than anyone else. The like I don't I don't. Who do you think is the best goalie in the Premier League right now? I genuinely have no idea. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't know. There were there, there were times that I would have said De Gea was the best shot stopper, but he has not been very good. Well, um, De Gea in the last there. couple of years. Um, so I genuinely don't know. You know, I just when it comes to Ederson, of course they bought him for his distribution, but you know, I don't I don't think that his shot stopping is is a real hindrance. It was like, oh yeah, he's a great distributor and he stops. He's, he's generally a, a, a good, an oak, a solid shot stopper too. It wasn't like the Claudio Bravo situation where, well, he can't stop a damn thing, but he plays the way we want to. So we have to deal with it. Um, I think it's a clear step up there in both departments. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just, it's, it's, it's not something I've thought about it really much at all over the last month or so. Um, I think the last time I thought of Ederson in critical terms was the Tottenham game, but not not really since then. Man. Yeah, that's kind of that, that. I just wanted to see what you thought of him, where he was at, so on, so forth. Uh, I mean, Ederson is tied down for years and years and years, and I have absolutely no problem with that. Yeah, that's where I'm at with him. If, if suddenly okay. he forgets how to save things, I'll start worrying. But I haven't. There's not really consistent enough evidence for me to think that that's the case yet. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. I, I'm I'm not frustrated with Ederson by any means. Like there are times when I think he's at fault for things, but really over the course of a 38 game season, that's that it's just going to happen. Yeah. There's no such thing. The, the vast majority of goals that City have shipped this year have either been no one's fault or the fault of some really bad defending in the outfield. Yeah, that, that seems fair enough. Well, let's take a look at what we have upcoming before we get the hell out of here. Yeah, I, 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 the ones I ran off, uh, I closed it. Um, I, I either then I ran off Everton away. Everton are a mess right now. Um, yep. City should be winning that game. And then Champions League next week. Home does not Dinamo Zagreb, which again, I would I would be, feel pretty confident with that game. Let let let's really quick. Let let me do a, a next three. Let me do a next three. Because right, the one after that is home to Wolves. Yeah, well, let, let's say let me get your let me get your opinion on Everton. What, what, how do you think that game ends up? Win, win, win. All three wins. No, no, no. I'm saying I was gonna. I, I was sort of asking the goal scenario because oh, uh, three one. I feel I feel like goals will be important. Um, at Dinamo, I think that's. I agree with you. I think they'll ship a goal to Everton. Everton at least do have the quality to nab a goal out of that. Uh, I think they pitch a shutout to Dinamo. Um, I'll say 2-0 on that one. 4-0. 4-0? Okay. Um, and then Wolves, I think... Eh, let me let me rephrase. I think 3-0 on Dinamo, and I think 2-0 or 2-1 with Wolves. 2-0 on Wolves. Okay. I, I, think could the, see, I could see 2-1 happening, but I'll go with 2-0. Oh, that's I, I I am at 2-0 on that one, so I've got... I've got three one, three zero, two one. 
So yeah. All right. All right. <clears throat> that was a uh, that was a rousing podcast, man. Yes, That's what we get in, get out. So we will talk to you again soon. Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, um, and you can uh, look us up on Blog Talk Radio. We're on Twitter at America Citizens. If you feel very strongly about anything we've said on this podcast, either positively or negatively, feel free to share your thoughts or ask us questions. Um, and we'll be back at you again soon. So we will talk to you again later. For Josh, I'm Gray. Thanks for listening.